Hello and welcome back to We Dive Deeper. Today my guest is the wonderful Portia Con. She's always been a bit of a mystery to me in the best possible way. So I can't wait to dive into her brain. And thank you, Portia, for letting me do so. If you haven't checked her band out, check them out right this fucking second. They're called Moe, M-A-U-W-E. They're hands down, I'd say, my favourite band of last year. Just so good, electronic pop, feel-good, edgy, cool music. Wow, that makes me sound like a dick. Anyway, check them out, they're so good. Really hope you enjoy. Make sure you follow us on all social media, at We Dive Deeper. She, I believe, is just at Portia Con. Really hope you enjoy. Have already said that. Okay, moving on. Here's the chat. Hello. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> How nervous are you on a scale of 1 to 10? 65. 65. Well, I've got something that's going to make you feel amazing. Okay. Now, this is a new thing that we're trying here on We Dive Deeper because, you know, the whole thing's new. <laughs> you are so I've, I've never seen you hold your leg like that for the people that can't see she is contorting herself currently my foot. I am gonna get you to say your life story essentially in one minute now do we have a timer what if I yeah I'm gonna get a timer what if there's time to spare um, you have to keep going you have to think of things that are going on in your personal life right now maybe that you could talk about but what will be in- oh my god I've just gone on my stopwatch I have been <laughs> I have been um what's the fucking word stop watching <laughs> timing something for <laughs> 313 hours but I don't even know how long okay so 60 seconds and what's fun about this is that we will kind of find out what you think are the most poignant parts in your life because you'll go to those points mm. don't do all the unnecessary bullshit like where you went to school right because this is we dive deeper Portia we're diving you deep. know we don't want the surface level shit yeah I don't think my life is that eventful though wow you'd be surprised let's see where you go <sighs> what's happened to you in your last 27 like, years of living we've talked about this this is like something that I'm really bad at well you're gonna give it a good go okay okay starting from now Okay, so I was born in Solihull. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking about that, no, I'm not. Um, went to nursery, that was fun. Uh, then... <laughs> did schools, they were good. Didn't really... Didn't really enjoy school very much. Um, left my secondary school, which was all girls, which I hated mm-hmm. so much. Um, left when I was 16... And went to college. How long we got? I was like, oh, okay, more. Um, yeah, so then I left, went to college, did music, just scraped by, barely, barely, barely. Wasn't very good at that either. Um, then did more music, um, like for real, that is my career, which was which was good. But obviously, I was working as well at the same time. Um, hated working as well. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Six seconds. Six seconds. Um, oh, I, I don't. Know, I don't... <laughs> Horrendous. Oh my god. So what we got out of that was you went to school <laughs> and you went to college. Yeah. But no, what is interesting is that you scraped by a music. Scraped by. And now you're like queen. But I no, I'm not queen. You are though, you're so talented. Mm. Yes, Portia. A hundred percent. As I've said in the intro of this, go and check out Moe if you haven't yet, because holy mother of God, they were my favourite band last year. And um, I was lucky enough to just hear a new song, so. (laughs) 
Okay, now for the really deep stuff. Okay. There are 70 questions, Portia, okay. and you're going to pick a number between 1 <clears throat> and 70. Okay. 70. 70, okay. This is a good one. When do you feel most vulnerable? That is a good question. It is, isn't it? I'm not even sure I could answer that. Actually, yes, I fucking could. Really? Yeah. Um, I think around people that I can't relate to. I feel like I can't relate to. Yeah, is so that I, many people, do you reckon? Um, maybe it's around new people, but new people that I, I know through friends that don't know people that kind of do things similar to me oh, in right, that okay. sense. So, so if they're not in the kind of same field, you're like, how the hell is anyone yeah, going to get me? Yeah, or... Um, yeah, I think I feel vulnerable because I don't really know how to, to be or explain myself. Yeah. Why do you think you need to explain yourself then? Not explain myself, but I just feel like... I've always had this thing where I felt like doing music, sometimes people just don't get it and they just think that, you know, you you, you don't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely get that. And I think it's like a different kind of... I think our brains work differently. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's harder for people to relate to us, which makes us sound like we're above the rest. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, that's not the case. But but because it's such an abnormal job, really, like mm. so abnormal. When you do meet new people, you just kind of go into it accepting. Like I don't even really want to start talking about music because yeah. I know that they're not really going to get it. Yeah. Which again sounds arrogant, but it's more like a. If I just said, yeah, um, I, you know, get money off Patreon and then I do this and this, people just be like, what? Okay, yeah. why are you not in an office, you stupid bitch? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I think then, saying that, overthinking is also part of being creative and oh my being... God, yeah. Are you, like, an overly music? sensitive person like I am? I think I am. I reckon you're definitely harder than I am. Really? I'm like a fucking no. petal. No. No? You reckon you're really sensitive? I think I'm sensitive, yeah. Yeah. I think people are, like... Harder and more sensitive in, in different ways. Yeah. People handle things differently. And we probably fall in the creative <clears throat> category that's more sensitive than others. Yeah. So what are the, you've got to be more vulnerable at other points. I mean, that's when I'm the most vulnerable. Really? I, I, yeah. That's fascinating. I feel like I, I'm not myself at all. I think I just turn into like a little shell. Yeah. I'm trying, feel... to, trying to wonder if I've ever been around you in those kind of situations no, where you're you like... No, you haven't because if you're there... I would be, oh, be happy. That's sweet. Yeah, but you know it? I mean? it's, it's times where you feel like there's no one. Yeah. That... Have you felt like that recently? Um, I don't know. I haven't. No. No. Okay. No, I actually haven't. Okay. Which is really nice. That is really nice. Yeah. I feel like I'm a vulnerable mess constantly. Really? Yeah, like, what's that plant or something that as soon as you go near it and it just fucking shields the itself? The little fly catcher, bad boy. Is it that? I actually feel like I've just made this up. Is it even a Venus thing? Venus flytrap. No. I'm a flytrapper? I don't think you are. I don't know. If you if you spoke to Josh, he'd be like, don't fucking move or breathe near her because she'll cry. I, actually, no, I it's not that bad. I breathe and move near you all the time and you've never cried. Really? Yeah. I'm doing it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, right. Pick another question. You're just like, shut up. No, I'm really not. You want to talk more about vulnerability? No. <laughs> Are you feeling vulnerable right now? Portia? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable right now. Are you actually? actually? Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's because, I mean, I have said this to you before, but talking is not my forte. Why do you think that is, though? Because I think you're absolutely fine at talking. No, I'm We've not. never had an issue talking, have we? You know how bad I am at telling stories. 
It takes Funny. me so long. Hence that one minute thing. That was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder where that comes from, though. I don't know. Because you, <laughs> you like for someone who's so confident and enigmatic and like very friendly, open, outgoing. There's, there's like a. It feels like there's a side of you that's so insecure because everything you're like, oh, I'm scared to say this. Oh my god, we're really bad at that. I'm Just really because bad I feel like I come across like an absolute knob. But why? Because you really don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I think. What makes you think it's you come just across with like talking? A knob? It's just with talking. Is it? Yeah. On stage, I need to kind of develop a way of of being. You know, like yeah. so not in terms of when the mu- You know, when you're when you're in the music, but it's those bits in between. Oh. Trust where me, I'm standing that. there and I'm like, hello, is everybody all right? No, yeah, because I, I guess just... when it's like when you can sing and you've got the songwriting, there's definitely like a persona there that you can like put across because it's fun, you can be cool with it, you can dance. What do you do when the song's you... over? <laughs> when <laughs> exactly. the song is over. When the talking's there, they actually see that you're a massive dork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not saying you specifically, no, I'm saying me too. I am. My sister. But I think that's part of your see... charm. <laughs> My sister came to see a gig the other day and she was like, you need to figure out what you're doing between between songs because you look like an idiot. Uh, why? What do you do? I think you've always been fine. I just think I'm quite I'm quite an awkward person. It's all right when I'm with friends, right? But in front, I just think I don't know. Maybe you don't get it. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I think I was about to pick the microphone up and drink it. Then I've got some wine next to me. And... So do I. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> okay, me... right. Pick another question. <clears throat> I mean, number. 36. This is my favourite thing to do ever. Ooh. What trait do you envy in others? The ability to talk. (laughs) Storytelling. Really? That's not a thing, surely. Yeah. Some people are really captivating when they talk and they are just... Just calm and it... Like they've just got a confidence and a this, presence yeah this oozing confidence this like charisma and they can be at a dinner party and just people love them by the end of it because they've got amazing stories and they Ooh. tell them the best way and you're just like what who are you <laughs> yeah they're definitely... I don't go to many of these dinner parties <laughs> makes you sound very sophisticated <laughs> but oh I've met a couple of people like that and um but it's not envious in a bad way I respect it massively I find it really admirable I'm just yeah like, yeah man you got it yeah you know? That's, I wish that I had that. that Who kind in of... your life has got that trait? Who's a good storyteller that you know? Dan Broadley's got to be one, right? Dan Broadley, yeah. Maybe that's why you feel more vulnerable this episode, because he's just been on one. <laughs> yeah, actually, true, <laughs> true. Um, no, there was this guy that I met when I was in Iceland, who I then went to Cannes Film Festival. Oh, with. I remember this story, That was yeah. a fun time. <laughs> Yeah, very um, adventurous of me. I know. This is what I'm saying, though. You, on one hand, you're like, I'm really crap at this, and you've definitely got this, like, insecurity air. But then we actually no, but see... That's only in a podcast form, because it's, like, it's about question, like, answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, interviews. But the contrast is crazy, though, because when you look at your actual life online, and you know you, and the things that you do, mm. and the way you look, and, like, your songwriting stuff, you're this such a cool mysterious edgy but per- it's really not trust me on that it's not just me but then but then there's this side <laughs> of you that's like terrified of talking and i'm just like you the whole thing's the package it's the whole beauty of the whole thing okay it's true though i'm gonna burp you're gonna burp 
We'll do it in the mic then Internal so everyone work. can Don't hear it. Back in. Oh, wow, that's a talent in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I met this guy called Stefano um, and he just just I don't even know how to explain it he just knew how to talk to people right and but I feel like just this is, really interesting what and, is it about and really that, passionate though? and with the way that you just choose to 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 talk yeah see this is what I mean I can't I'm not eloquent in that sense you need to stop putting yourself down <laughs> you need to stop I know this whole it. podcast is literally just me putting myself down I'm not normally like this I know because you're amazing and great and normally you know it I don't know why you have this fear of talking you're absolutely fine with it I'm alright when I'm with you in spoons <laughs> oh god how we long to be in spoons mm-hmm. um, I didn't tell Josh this but yesterday I had a solo spoons and I had a pims to myself did you? and a buttermilk chicken burger I just sat there alone, but I had the best fucking time. Do you know life. what? I did that recently as well. Why were we not doing um, it together? I went to the cinema by myself, which I love to do. Mm. That's like my favourite thing of all time. Just going to the cinema, watershed, they've always got good films on. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, oh, I'm hungry, let's go to Spoons, because it's really nearby. And I ordered my food, there was a huge queue, and... It turns out it was like one of those student nights. This was like peak time as well, like 9pm, 10pm. There were people everywhere. The busiest I've ever seen a Spoons in my entire life. Right. And there was like club music. People were like throwing up on each other. Just like carnage. And I fought my way to this one little table. I just sat there and I put my headphones on. I was just eating my food. Like, why did I come now? (laughs) It was so, it was just the wrong time. I, I love doing things on my own. Yeah, but not when there's, like, a club going on around you. Oh, 100% not that. But in general, like, some people really can't do things on their own. They find it scary oh, yeah. and, like, awkward <clears throat> and embarrassing. But I, like, live for it. Oh, yeah, me too. I love it. I love my As You're, like, fiercely independent, really, yeah. aren't you? I love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Do there you... is nothing better. Oh, my God. Here come the American accent. Oh, my God. What? Oh, no. That's crazy. Uh, what? <laughs> Oh, sorry to any Americans listening. We'd love you. No, that's literally, yeah, not in a bad way. <laughs> um, do you mind if I touch on a previous relationship you may have had? Sure. Go ahead. Now, we're not going to name any names because, I don't know, copyright? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. But Portia used to go out with slash date a pop star? Pop star. A pop star, a British celebrity, let's say, in a pop band. That's as far as we'll go. But how long were you with him? About, oh, I don't know, just under two years? That's like quite a long time. I can't really remember. Because the thing that fascinates me about that relationship is that it's so unlike any relationship that anyone would have been in because it's he was so that was kind of like peak then right I think given my age at the time as well how old were you I think 20 20 so you hadn't really like without so sounding like a dick that. found yourself would you say yeah. or did you, were you pretty self-assured <clears throat> at that point or 100% no no I, I think that was the most insecure time of my life and he didn't exactly help matters <laughs> did he <laughs> True, but I don't. I don't think he meant to. No, no. 
100% not a malicious thing, but yeah. that relationship, what was that like for you? Because it, it was up and down, wasn't it, to <clears throat> say the least, but it didn't yeah. leave you feeling most confident. Or... Yeah. What, I felt what were the things that led up to that that made <clears throat> you feel not great? I think, um, I just think when someone's in the spotlight and you're not, and you've never been anywhere near that kind of life before. I mean, I'm not saying it was rock and roll. It, it wasn't like... But it was definitely like, they were top of the game at that point. Not really. Or were they no. nearing the end? No, this peak? was like, no, this was like not even a thing. They weren't really... But they were well known. If you said to anyone in Britain, this band, they'd be like, oh yeah, of course. Mm. Do you know what? What? I don't think I saw it as that. Really? Yeah, genuinely. Do you reckon that's why you got got more into it well, then. no because i think if you're in a relationship with someone you don't really think you know you don't tend to think so much about how other people see them you genuinely but you were like know on... them as the person that you're going out with you know you were on the <clears throat> magazine cover of okay or hello <laughs> that's a pretty that big giveaway awful... yeah i don't look really nice in that i look really tall and... <laughs> you look amazing but it's so <laughs> funny seeing you standing in that group like of people <laughs> don't have a personal trainer what you're gonna do but like how did that affect your confidence um no it yeah it didn't affect it in the best way i mean i just think when you have girls chasing you because they know who you are not me yeah um the guy that i was with and it just makes you feel a bit insecure like you're just thinking what's going on do i do i know everything that's going on you know yeah and you feel more kind of like an add-on to their life rather than an actual like Mm, no not not like that no not really i just i just kind of thought to myself like is there anything that i don't really know like what's he like with people that are so um what's the word i'm looking for just people that idolize him yeah in a sense you don't know what he's kind of like when you're not there type thing is that what you mean yeah but just you know you've got like dms and stuff right you know what's that person what kind of messages is that person getting yeah a little bit different to maybe the average guy yeah exactly you you know that he's idolized which is very strange yeah i remember actually going to a club once and i think i was feeling a bit shit that night anyway we we had a lot a lot of arguments um, but I think maybe that came from me being insecure. Maybe right. it was the way that he made me feel. You know, I I don't really, I don't really know. I think it was just a bit of a bad blend for that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was this time we went to a club, and there were loads of like really hot girls, like probably were fans at the time when they were, you know, really big. Yeah. And they, they were just like working there, I think. And they were just like literally like, naked, just like bra pants just strutting around like models oh, i think it was like a cosmopolitan thing or right. something and um and they were like oh can we get a photo and they're like loads of them they're like three or four of them <laughs> and he was just there posing with them and they were like draped over him and i remember just standing there being like oh my god and he just lo- looked over at me and was like help me and that's when i was like come on yeah you don't need you help. don't need my help yeah you are fully in this you are <laughs> loving it. this and you know it's moments like that where you know they're trying to make you feel better because it's just so ridiculous yeah but how um, did you meet him like how did that come about because you, you was it through music yeah he knew you through like the death of anna stuff or? yeah was it uh no i think it was a cover that i did of one of their songs yeah oh really yeah. i had no idea yeah I was, really, I was quite young then, though. That was, like, um, prior, very much prior to us actually, like, like getting together. And what, up. so you put that on YouTube and he just messaged you? Like, what was it? 
No, I think there was um, some kind of tour happening, like an acoustic tour, and um, he contacted my manager at the time and was like, do you want to come and support? Oh, wow. So I had a big opportunity for that kind of time in your career, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a massive tour, though. There weren't like that many people. What kind of arena? arena it wasn't what arena, kind of... it was just like normal. Like O2 venues. Academies and stuff? Um, or like... like King Tut's kind oh, of Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't gonna... big at all, then? No. Um, I guess that explains then why when it got to their peak and you were like on the cover of all these magazines yeah, like, that, was... that you're like I don't really see it exactly. you've gone on with exactly. it you've grown with it yeah that makes sense yeah and then how did it break down were you just like I'm done with this kind of lifestyle uh, I think it was just getting to the point where I wanted to um, do music I wanted to just do stuff for myself and yeah I just didn't like how the whole thing was making me feel um, were you always kind of known as oh that's that person's yeah, girlfriend yes and that is something that really bothers me yeah because I just didn't want to be that you know yeah that would make me want to die I a think little it made bit anyone inside. want to die really yeah so, no. is it weird now like a few years on looking back at that and being like jeez what a strange <clears throat> time or like I was a different person or different like... person yeah definitely um, and I can't see myself I don't think I can see myself really doing it now what being in that kind of relationship yeah. yeah, I think I've grown. I think I've learned from it. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember <laughs> remember being at my old house when we lived close together and we were we both like writing a list of like <laughs> pros and cons or something yeah. or stuff that was literally going to help you out because you were in a it bit f- of a hole for a while, weren't you? It fucked me up for a long time, yeah. definitely like confidence-wise. And I think at the same time I didn't really know what I wanted to do musically as well. I think um, I got into the, the kind of end of my kind of poppy stint because I had an old manager and um and that kind of ended I I came out of my contract um yeah with the solo stuff that I was doing and I wanted to do music so badly I wanted to get back on it I wanted to be the person that I was before you know yeah that relationship and um yeah, I think I just wanted to kind of be my own person again and discover what I was going to do next musically. And I think, I kind of think we both knew deep down that um, that couldn't have really happened if we were together. Right. And did it take a while for you to actually detach? It's not easy to just kind of get... It was pretty sudden. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go into it? <laughs> I feel like it's really... I mean, I don't really know what happened, but um, the last time we saw each other... I. Well, as, you know, being in a relationship, yeah. um, I didn't know that was going to be the last time. And oh, I knew wow. he was going to LA. I think things were just a little bit weird because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I think I was quite difficult. I think that I, um, I think where my insecurities came out, I just kind of would just get annoyed very easily. And then the more that started happening, it kind of just, it, it just became more of a thing right i think um yeah i, I think the, the bad side kind of came out of me maybe i think he was just a bit like why am i doing this now you know oh wow so you kind of both went through the up and down yeah we like kind of yeah it was very extreme i think we kind of tormented each other a little bit wow yeah got um, some good songs out of it though right yeah yeah why can't I remember the fucking, my favorite song of yours what the that's hell is it called all. that's all that's yeah about him right yeah and about him kind of moving to yeah yeah he went to LA and then I kind of just um 
it was all just kind of like not mind games but it was all just just a f- stuff that just really affects you you know in the head yeah and I feel like I'm, I'm not being <laughs> I'm being a bit vague um, no but you're allowed to be it's definitely like a it was a very odd relationship and there was a lot of like back and forth by emails and things and um yeah I just think it, it I'm glad it kind of ended when it did yeah what would you think if he ever heard this what would you would you feel embarrassed about him hearing any of it or would you you he knows everything that you've said uh I think you I know what he's like I think he'd be annoyed that I was mentioning it really but it's your life and you're my friend if exactly. it was anyone else I would not be talking about it 100% no. and it's definitely. my podcast so well I appreciate you opening up about it it's definitely like it's so funny whenever we go out on like a Friday or Saturday night and we'll be in pop world dancing and then one of their songs will come on oh. and me and my friends just stare at Portia like ah, <laughs> there you go it's another I think one. I told him last time actually I think I like Really? Sent a little video. She's like, <laughs> this is happening right now. Every time we come here, please. Yeah. No, we're still friends. That's and good. I'm glad that we're friends. Yeah. What a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster. Definitely. What, do you remember, like, your lowest point in that relationship? Um, was it like a particular, on tour with them ever? And... Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of, um, I just didn't think that I was the person, I wasn't the ideal version of myself in that relationship. I right. Think, I think I must have just come across as like, so and so's girlfriend and I was quite a bit younger than him as well. What was the age difference? Uh, I think like eight or nine years. Oh my god! Yeah. How old is he? Why? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't Why know. Did... I'm not keeping track. Got... In my head, I thought he was like two, three years older. What? Yeah, I don't know how I thought that. You know that that wouldn't make any sense. I know, would but it? he he comes like he comes across really young. Based. Yeah. Yeah. How? I don't know. Yeah, and and also yeah, just the fact that I wasn't really doing my own thing. You know? Yeah, that that really like takes out of you. If you're essentially living in someone else's life, and every day you're just like, oh, I'm with them doing this, this, and this, you've got yeah. no time to just do yourself. That would fuck you up. And eventually. I think things. I think you're more likely to have arguments because things do just come up when you've got like no time. You know, when you've got no time to kind of, you're just kind of waiting around. Yeah. And you're just thinking about stuff. Yeah. Man, crazy. And so, leading on from that, what would you say is and this is going deep. Oh, Not relationship now, we're over that bit. Okay. But what would you say is the most traumatic thing to have happened to you in your life so far? Ooh. The thing that's like really fucked you up the most. Because <clears throat> I thought, this is I think my favourite question to ask anyone ever. Because life is pain essentially. <laughs> yeah, true. And so I'm wondering what yours is. Because I've known you now for a couple of years but... I don't feel, apart from, like, relationships and stuff, the ongoing day stuff, I don't think I've ever heard you say something in your past that fucked you up Do you know what? Like, I genuinely... And I know this is probably, like, not the most deep thing, considering, you know, the whole podcast. <laughs> it doesn't have to deep, be deep. But I, I do feel really lucky that I haven't really experienced anything massively traumatic that has changed... That's amazing. ...me... Yeah. Um, apart from that relationship, really. Oh, wow, I was, okay. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to be able to say that, you know, yeah. a relationship was was that, I yeah. guess. Well, to be fair, before mum dying, I would have said the exact same thing. Yeah. I remember thinking, almost saying to Josh, like, I feel like I'm due something bad right. because my oh. life has been so, so kind of fine. And the thing is, though, but if when you tell your friends about things that have happened in your life, say, like, 
my dad cheating on my mum and all that kind of stuff growing up they'll be like oh that must have been pretty hard that's something traumatic but because it's so ingrained in my childhood and something that doesn't really affect me on my day-to-day I don't think of it as something traumatic whereas I'm yeah. sure there have been things in your childhood that have happened that are just so normal to you that you wouldn't mm. even think to bring them up as mm. traumatic you know um yeah I mean I think um at school I was just a bit of an outcast and I know that's also a very cliche thing to say and like Nobody got me. <laughs> but like, wait, were you bullied? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Really? I was. I was That's yeah. pretty traumatic. Yeah, but I think I took it so on the chin. <laughs> Why is that the most you thing ever? They're like, you're a slur, you're a whore. And you're like, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't that. It was like, what, what the, f-? you know, like, <laughs> like I'm obviously great. <laughs> wait, what would no, they say? No, but deep down, that's, I think, when I was younger, I think I did have more confidence. I was like, I'm great, fuck that's you. amazing. That's so unheard but, of. But no, but I didn't say it to no, them. But it like, was that, just it like was the way, you. it was like in my head. So like, if anyone ever did anything, I would just fight back. And I would be like standing alone, like the girl that fought back. But it was just, it's just, you know, you kind of just, it's, I don't, think I, I don't think I was ever, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, what's, is it submissive? Like when you just kind of let things happen, yeah. you let some. I was not like that. If right. someone, if someone said the, something to me, or I don't know, I, you know, I would punch them. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I'd knock the shit out of them. Is that real? I would. Um, I can't imagine you being aggressive. At no, all. not aggressive, but like kids can be so mean yeah i'm talking about kids i'm not saying in high school i went around beating people up it's definitely not what it was i kind of wish you did no i'm joking <laughs> i can't imagine you doing but i remember actually at high school um a girl was bitching about me right next to me and i was like are you being serious i can hear you and she carried on so i just went over and tipped my drink over her head <laughs> we became friends though after that oh my god but it was just stuff like that like i i just couldn't be bothered with it i was just Maybe I was provoking it. You, you could one could say that, right? But um, <laughs> your little face, and you're like, oh. <sighs> so it seems to me there's kind of like a. I was a it, fighter in a really, really, really good way. You seem to go through life and kind of like, like everything's like water off a duck's back, like that you're just kind of like yeah like obviously you, we've spoken about like music and how difficult this career could be and how low you can get, mm-hmm. but in terms of like actual events and people you seem to kind of get up very quickly when things get you down really? I don't know. that's how i see you is that not how you feel i guess like it's just different when you're living with it in your in your own head yeah um you seem so strong to me with everything do i yeah oh that's a massive compliment um i don't know <laughs> you're you're a mystery to me Portia card you really are. Why am which I such, why? Why am why I such I a mystery? <laughs> because I can't work, I can't work you out. What am with friends? <laughs> I know. But that's that's why I love you. It's fascinating trying to dive into your brain. So I'm like, but what about this? And you're like, I'm not sure. I think <laughs> I think just X, Y, and Z. And I'm See, like, but the, why? Yeah, Z? But I'm aware of that. That's my problem. It's not a problem. I find it fascinating. <laughs> so I wanted to get you on here <laughs> to try and squeeze it out. Yeah. Okay. Pick another question. I mean, fucking number, not question. Um. Fourteen. Fourteen. 
Oh, this is good. I say that with every fucking question. Maybe because I picked 70 you... of the ones that I like. Yeah. What are you most determined to do in your life? Boom. Um, I think I am most determined to write music, play music, live music. Now that is a quote if I ever heard I one. think, no, but I, I do, but you I are, just want to do it. You're living that. I know, and I'm happy. I think a lot of people kind of just say like, oh, I'm not going to be happy till I do this. But you're like, you're realising, I am actually happy It's right about the process. The process is the most important thing. But everyone, I mean, people should know that. By now, yeah, you'd think. But yeah. I would be surprised, like even Dan on that last podcast. <clears throat> podcast? Podcast. For the love of God, podcast. Um, the amount of people that live in that like... Oh, I'll be fine when I get to that point. I'll no. be happy when I get there. Life does not work like that. You, when you get to that point, you're going to have your own set of problems then and things are going to be even shitter then. Maybe someone will have died. Exactly. I always bring that up now. But it's true because you just never fucking know. And so you to don't. actually be in this moment and have just signed a deal or whatever, or whatever it is, to be able to live off music and be like, shit, this is it. This is I all I wanted. I'm going to so appreciate it. I'm lucky. Like, for me, right now, this is making it. I'm... I, uh, this is just something I've wanted for so long to get to the point where I could just be doing music full time. That's insane to me. I have been working in restaurants job after job that you know of. Like, I've worked everywhere in Bristol. I know. I have friends. I'll meet Portia's like, I've got another job now. What happened to the other one? Yeah, I quit. Literally, I have friends that are like, wait, where do you, I see you everywhere working. I know, working. I feel like you've worked everywhere in Bristol. I did. I worked everywhere. And I did that for 10 years, not in Bristol, but just those kind of jobs, hospitality stuff. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie, I didn't enjoy it. I literally did it to make money. And, you know, doing that 10 years, when you get to that point where all you... I could have given up on the fifth year. Yeah. And I'm not, like, bigging myself up, you know, being like, oh, yeah, I deserve it. But I'm saying, like... You're allowed to. I could have given up five years in and been like oh it's not gonna work and you know i had and you can you have these voices and you hear certain things from like friends parents being like oh but you know what have, you know what have you done like no i'm going to like, i knew that i was going to to be able to you know do you know i just wanted to do it really it's and not gonna fucking... happen until you carry on it's you're... the only thing you can do yeah you're actually doing it what was it like because Porsche used to work at a place called Pinkman's. Mm-hmm. Love their hot chocolate, by the way. Yeah, that was the last place I worked. And um, I remember you texting me being like, "I'm yeah, I get to quit next Tuesday. Like, yeah. that's, that's it. How the hell did that feel? Like, working that 10 years... I was, like, crying with happiness. On that last day, being like, this is it. I was crying with happiness. I would, like, wake up in the night and I'd just be like... <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. And I don't think... Oh, I'm, you know, touch wood, I'm, I'm not going to take it for granted because it's just been a long time of you know dreaming and waiting for this kind of thing to happen yeah and now it's here yeah and i just want to make the most of it and just get on with it well i mean it seems like you are you're always kind of in the studio with jay right Mm and yeah but then obviously there are times where you're like am i managing my time right you know we've talked about this before when you're responsible for your own kind of self-fulfillment it's like when does when does that end you know when do you yeah it's really difficult i mean 
I, it's one thing talking about on here, I guess, because a lot of people that support me emotionally and financially with mm. Patreon are going to be hearing it. But it is really hard to motivate yourself every day when it's like, I mean, obviously, granted, the last few months have just been a shit show anyway, mm. so we'll cast those aside. But yeah. apart from that, like to get up every day and be in this flat that I've been in every single day mm. <laughs> um, and to be like, okay get up and do music and then make sure you do this and do this and it's just so fucking hard to motivate yourself and especially when I guess you're not really that inspired to write mm. music to just sit there and force yourself to do it takes any fun out of it so I've definitely fallen in and out of love with music a hell of a lot over the last few years yeah. um, and so that's actually why I'm extra grateful for this podcast because it means that when I get to do music now it will feel more like a hobby again yeah. and that's what I think I need yeah I mean, we're um, lucky enough to be, what, drinking wine at I 2 p.m. How amazing is on that? On a, what, a day of the week that I actually don't know because of... Because <laughs> <laughs> of life. Because of life. That's what I said, like, fucking great. How lucky are we? So lucky. And, like, think yeah. that's what's the most annoying or get more annoyed at myself because I know how lucky I am. Yeah. And every day I'm fucking so aware of it, which is why I beat myself up but when it, I don't do things. Well, the thing is, know? it's the same with anything, though, isn't it? Like, you are going to be like... Have I done enough? Have I done enough? Yeah. No. And... What a crappy way to live. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. And there'll be days where you wake up and you do feel like shit and you don't want to do anything and that's okay as well. Yeah. Have you ever been like depressed? I mean, have you have you like gone kind of round the edges of it? I've had anxiety really badly. Have you? Because that's something I've never experienced. But from You've hearing, never had anxiety. As in, like I felt anxious about things and I felt really anxious about things, but. Never to the point where people describe, like, terrified of going out, mm-hmm. panic attacks, anything mm-hmm. like that. So, that, I mean, just hearing about it from friends and family terrifies me. And mm-hmm. you've come close to that, have you? I, I, yeah, I had it really, really badly. Um, What's it like? Because I just don't understand it. It is the worst it. thing in the world. Is it? Yeah. What, so, what would, like, a normal day be like for you? Um, I feel like I'm a lot better now because of an experience I had that literally changed my life. What was that? Um, so it was around about the time that I, I kind of stopped doing the first batch of my music life. Right. And, um, my old manager was my best friend. I knew I was friends with all of his friends, you know, I'd had, you know, we were kind of a similar age and I used to go and hang out with them all on weekends and stuff. And it was a really fun time in my life. And he was, yeah, like my best friend. And I just didn't feel like it was working out. Um, It got to the point where I felt like it just kind of stayed at this level. It wasn't really going anywhere. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't think I'm really happy with, with, uh, with the music that I'm doing anymore. And I remember just having to kind of, um, basically like tell him that I didn't want to work with him anymore and it was like a breakup. I really? yeah, I, I cried, <laughs> and he was just like, "Okay," and I was just there, like, oh, "I'm really sorry." <laughs> um, but yeah, it was after that I was really, really lost. I went through a massive chunk of time uh, not doing any music. I couldn't write. wasn't inspired at all. Um, that lasted like four or five years. Oh my god! Yeah, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. I had no clue. And I went on holiday with my family, and it was it was it was a really nice place. I think it was um, Breckenridge in Colorado, and it's really really like the altitude is crazy high, like one of the highest places you can go, you know, for skiing and things. 
and I don't know if it was something to do with the altitude and feeling really anxious, but I kept getting um, really bad panic attacks and I'd get shooting pains up my arm. And this is the thing, like with anxiety, physically it can affect a certain part of your body. Yeah. So, you know, you might get pins and needles in your head, you might, you know, just get like a sharp pain in your leg or something. But for me, it was my arm and it felt like I was having a heart yeah, attack I was say. every time. Before I really knew much about anxiety, now I'm like, I know everything. I, I did a lot of reading up on it. But before I knew anything really about it, I just thought that I was having a heart attack. Like, constantly. I was like, why is my why is my arm gone numb? You know, why am I getting shooting pains? Why am I getting pins and needles in my head? And it got so bad that I remember, like, waking up in the night and not knowing, like, what this feeling was. Because it was just so intense. And then... Um, I was out with my mum shopping somewhere and it just like exploded basically. I had this like two hour long hyperventilating fit. I was like, before it happened, I was like, do not feel right, don't feel right. And the fire brigade had to come and there was this really nice lady who was trying to, you know, she thought I was having a heart attack. She was like, shake, she's having a heart attack. I was like, oh, my heart attack. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh my God. I didn't know what was what going the hell on. It was. And, and when um, all you ever hear is shooting pains down your arm, it's a heart attack. Then yeah. What else would you think it is? And I just didn't know. And, and I was hyperventilating as well. And, um... And the fire brigade came and they were like, if you don't stop hyperventilating, you're going to do some damage to your brain. You're going to, you're going to starve it of oxygen, you know, you might, you'll pass out or whatever. And yeah, two hours of pure hyperventilation. I can't, I couldn't calm down. And then they gave me diazepam or something. And I remember the the doctor giving it to me because they just give, they give you stuff in America. They just give it out. (laughs) They They just fucking, they just give it to you. Right. It's kind of, you know, and they gave me um, diazepam and that fucked me for like seven months. Really? Uh, yeah, 100%. In what way? <laughs> it was like a prolonged panic attack. Ever since I took that pill, I have not had an actual panic attack. I have not Shit. had ventilated or had a panic attack as you kind of know it since that, yeah. It really just did something to my brain and my mum was just like, you the light a light just went out you know like your eyes just like dulled yeah and she was like it was like someone just put like a white sheet over you she was like you just didn't seem right and that went on for seven months i just everything i was just in a massive daze i had depersonalization derealization i've heard a lot about this so badly so badly and i couldn't stop twitching it was bizarre i couldn't leave the house i lost so much weight the only time i felt like i could be remotely you know focused was running so i would go to the gym and just run on the treadmill for literally hours and hours and hours and no wonder you all slowed away yeah but that was the only way and i would read i didn't sleep at all like at all i read like two books a night oh my god it was a weird i don't know what happened my mum had to sleep in bed with me for a long time because i would just be like freaking out and so do you think that was because of you this kind of lost feeling that you maybe weren't addressing so it was just manifesting in physically i really i to this day i don't know what it was was. and i remember running out into the garden like every night just being like i need to get off like what is happening like really panicking and it felt like i was just trapped oh my god so weird and i felt like the garden was like a cubicle and it was just getting smaller and smaller and smaller and nothing I couldn't I just couldn't escape and then that eventually like this this weird 
imbalance or whatever was happening at that time it just faded and I think I just learned how to deal with it after that I read so much on it I read yeah. so many books on it and and just kind of learned that you can with anxiety to an extent you you can control it right. and I think just having that peace of mind in the back of my head just made me think I'm not going to have it now. Yeah. I'm not going Knowing to... Knowing that you can kind of, like, control it to some extent. You're yeah. You're like, I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, like, a pretty traumatic... <laughs> that was traumatic. Yeah, it was really traumatic. And I think that's definitely made me who I am today because, um, yeah, before then, little things would set me off. I would be panic attacking left, right, and centre. Well, I had no idea. No, like, at all. Not many of my friends do. I don't really, like, talk about it because I don't really, like... I don't know. I don't know... I just feel like, unless you've been through something like that, I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. And it like, was just so weird. Yeah. And that's one thing that I will not ever pretend to understand or, to, you know, yeah. to kind of be one of those people who are like, oh yeah, I know that. I, I think I get that. Yeah. I get anxious sometimes. Because I'm like telling you, I've never experienced anything like You're that. You're so, so lucky. I know. I really know. Like I hear about these stories and they sound terrifying. But something else I learned is that adrenaline when you're feeling like you're going to have a panic attack, it can only last 15 minutes. That feeling that you get before you have it, you just have to let the feeling wash over you. Like that horrible feeling, you just have to literally just embrace it and just say, you know, it's going to be over soon. Wow. Because it's when you start panicking about it, that's just when it blows it up explodes. into high you know, high And so what was your kind of um, experience with depersonalization and derealization? Because I've heard a lot from... Dodie, I think Orla's friend, she's like a musician too, yeah. speaks about it a lot online. And from what I've heard, it's kind of like you don't really feel like yourself a lot of the time. And you're but just kind that of. That I still get. I, I and think. That, even hearing you say that, makes so much sense knowing yeah. you. Yeah. So much sense. Yeah. I think that's why I find you so fascinating and. I mysterious. think that's something that has never gone for me. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you're just kind of floating through life a lot? Yeah. Never hitting any sides. You're just kind of like. Hug. yeah wow but then i don't really get how other people don't have that so when you're like oh you're really mysterious to me you know and i don't get that for me it's just so normal yeah and by the way when i say that it's not to romanticize it it's more no, like that's no. a, that's just how i see you but yeah. obviously when you're living and that baffles it, me though because i'm just <laughs> like but how like why yeah well i know. guess that's kind of all that you can remember or know of yourself and why would it yeah but so do, but does that kind of that whole thing ever is it does depersonalization and stuff make you feel low or is it just every day you're just a bit like like what does it feel like if you know what i mean it just feels like you're a vessel wow yeah explain a bit more what do you mean i mean i haven't had um i haven't really i don't think i've had something that's made me feel out of the ordinary for years. So I can't remember what that, what exactly it feels like. But it's kind of like you get tunnel vision and it just feels like no one around you is real and you're in a dream. Wow. And that is really scary when you feel like reality isn't real. Yeah. You're literally floating around in a dream and it's almost like people aren't even really there. It's so hard to and explain. So like... I'm fascinated by that. How does that affect your, like, relationships and, like, your day-to-day stuff? Like, does it kind of... I don't, know, it... I don't know what to compare it to. True. That's fascinating. Yeah. But the the dream thing is scary. Is it? 
Have you never had that where you felt like you're walking around in a dream? I mean, I guess maybe like after I've done drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I that guess, kind of thing. Yeah, just don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> so, are there any other areas in your life then that are kind of like that that happened, but you're just like ever since then, nothing can beat that. To really? Be fair. So I, yeah, I feel like it's just made me just chilled about stuff now yeah i guess because nothing that was the fucking peak nothing else yeah. can really affect you that much i, I mean, mean that's cool i don't i don't get like sheer panic but um but obviously i don't know i'll think detrimental thoughts i think that's come across quite clearly in this podcast what kind of detrimental you know thoughts? just like um putting yourself down and like oh Oh, I mean, how, how do I come apart? Well, and same with, like, if I go into a shop, I'm convinced that they think I'm shoplifting. Wow, really? Stuff like that. I'll be like, what I'll walk around airport, with my hands, like, like just really, <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not shoplifting, you know, because I just think, they're going to think I'm shoplifting, so. Why would they think that? I don't know. Silly things. I love that, though. I find that so fascinating that you think I like that. The other day I did it. I walked in. Not shop- I did not shoplift. <laughs> I just walked in and I was like, just flapping my hands around. <laughs> Not shoplifting, folks. Because I just, don't know, I just didn't want them to, just really stupid stuff. Anyway, thanks for coming. It's okay. And for opening up and for drinking wine. I'm not shoplifting. I promise. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. It's fascinating. I find you fascinating, which makes me sound like a lesbian, and that's okay. Why does, why does that make you sound like a lesbian? Because I'm always like, you're so crazy and amazing and pretty and wonderful. Which is true. But I also say that about Josh. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> coming. And have a nice life. Have a lovely time. Okay, check out Murray. Follow Portia on social media at PortiaCon. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Man, Portia Con, what an enigma. Thank you so much to Portia for letting me dive into her brain. What a fascinating place that is to be. (laughs) I absolutely love that girl. So thanks for coming on it. And guys, thank you so much for reviewing and rating and liking this podcast. The amount of messages I've got is just amazing and it makes me feel so happy and so good and so validated, let's be honest. (laughs) So thanks for enjoying it. If you want to support me on Patreon, feel bloody free. It's patreon.com slash Kate McGill. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are out. And yeah, just so grateful for your support. Thanks to Portia again, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.